0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys, this is so far, it's the best playoffs ever. I mean, come on. It's every game. Come on, give it to me. It's every game. And listen, I'm a Giants fan, so my favorite playoffs, of course, are the Giants runs, but this just objectively, it's it's unbelievable what's going on. Shooter McPherson, shooter. It's unreal, Key. Good
1: morning. Morning, morning, morning,
0: morning, 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 Johnson. Good morning, morning, morning
1: all Will. good in the hood. Yeah, I mean, no snow
0: I gotta gonna tell
2: keep you guys me
1: from watching football
0: <laughs> because you're inside
2: in a nor'easter. No
1: snow gonna stop me from watching football.
0: Think of the storylines. The Rams go out and get Matt Stafford, all in chips in the middle of the table because who they had wasn't good enough, right? The Niners Boom. tried to get better than Jimmy G, but in the end, that dude is a couple of years away. Jimmy G's right. The Rams, with the better quarterback, get past the Niners, right? Like, it's worked. They're in the Super Bowl now. And the Niners, with the quarterback, they wanted to upgrade not quite. Not quite. Didn't play great downs, just not quite. And then you look on the other side. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, they're going to dominate the AFC for years. It's going to be <laughs> – Joe Burrow's like, hold up. Key, he said his time is right now. Like, I just can't remember a, a-, a whole playoffs like this so far.
1: Yeah, it was really a good Kansas City – Cincinnati game was a good game, but the Kansas City Chiefs should have won that game. They got greedy right before the half. They Look, they, they should have won the game. There's nothing taken away from Joe Burrow. He hung in there. He fought with his team. They came from behind, down twenty-one-three, and they wind up winning the game. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to be said other than you tip your hat off to Cincinnati. You, you look at it and you say they fought as a young team. They're going to be around for a minute within the conference. Kansas City, though, they screwed this thing up themselves. They should, mm-hmm. they should be kicking themselves. There's no question about it. You go in twenty-four to three. It's a different game and a different mindset. Uh, or better yet, you go in 24-10, to 10, it's a different game and a different mindset for Cincinnati. And you're getting the football to start the second half. They got greedy down there. And in fact, a lot of people were saying, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes threw it to Tyreek Hill. He could score around the corner. The, Patrick Mahomes actually thought they had a timeout. He actually thought they had a timeout, and he tried to call it. But he didn't have a timeout. The, the the half was over with. He went into that play thinking that there was a timeout. People aren't saying that because they're not watching it. He actually he was trying to call timeout if you pay attention to the – if you were paying attention to the game and watching the TV, he was going to the referees calling a timeout. We got Look the TV it. right there now. There he is Here right is there. Is
2: yep. <laughs> like, come on. I got to tell you, Max, on the, on the opposite end, though, with the Rams, I mean, that's why you go out and you get a guy like Matthew Stafford. To make those plays, and everybody that questions Sean McVay on you know, Jared McGoff, you know Jared, Jared Goff—they're not the same. Matthew Stafford's different. And yeah. I, I will say this: what a redemption story! Like that's what I took away from the Rams last night. Like watching Von Miller and OBJ hug—I'm like, wow—to go back to Colorado when they were both training, doing rehab, and OBJ said, "Hey Von, don't come to Cleveland. Don't come to Cleveland. Don't do that." And then for his situation in Cleveland to end up the way it was the conversations we had around Baker Mayfield, people questioning whether OBJ could even still play this damn game. Both those guys go to L.A. and now they find themselves in the Super Bowl and the game that OBJ had last night, God is good, man.
0: He called it. The redemption story. So many I mean, it's amazing. Stafford, OBJ, losing players, right? Yep. Until you put them in a position... To win, and then they show you that they're winning players. They're they're so-called losing players who are actually helping their teams come closer to winning than other type players, right? But because they have no shot, give them a shot here. But speaking of no shot, listen to Joe Burrow when asked if he thought to begin this season they had a shot to get to the Super Bowl.
3: You know, I think if you would have told me the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl I probably would have called you crazy but then you know we played a whole season and you know nothing surprises me now I know the kind of guys we have and the team that we have so you know there's there's still one left we're excited about this one but you know we'll celebrate tonight and then move on.
0: Ziki you were like if they kick the field goal Mm. my feeling was kick the field goal man take the three but my feeling was this and I was taught, you know friends texting and everything like I don't To me, that game was not over. 24-10, it wouldn't have been over. Joe Burrow makes me feel, if he's on the other side, like that the lead is not safe in the second half. He just gives me that feeling, especially with the weapons around him. And then key, that defense. They were dropping eight. Mahomes, even when he had time, had nowhere to go with the ball. Like 24, those three points to me, I think it still would have been a different game and would have come down to the wire.
1: Yeah, 24-10 is a different ball game than 21-10 because – you change the mindset of your opponent at halftime. They approach it differently when they look at the score. You're getting the football coming back out for the second half. Now you go down and you put more points on the board right then and there. Patrick Mahomes was a different person the second half than he was the first half. If you look at the sequence of events from what happened the last several plays of the game Mm -hmm. and last several plays of halftime, that, that that stretch was probably Patrick Mahomes' worst part of playing football in the history of Patrick Mahomes yeah. and the Jay, Kansas City Chiefs. But, so, Jay, I understand
0: what he's saying. He's like, because because now you're chasing the points. It looked I, I, like Mahomes was chasing those points. I hear you, but it, it, it feels like
2: it's, um like, obviously, we're all assessing the games being Monday morning quarterbacks, literally here, right, on this Monday. Yes. But, like, in that moment, I'm kind of okay with them going for the points. You know why? It felt like they were going for the juggler. Yeah, it felt like this was this is our clamp.
1: Bet you you asked but, them. They don't feel like that. I, I hear I, you. But in I that, that moment, Jay. in I that moment,
2: they, it felt like, yo, if we get this, if we get this right now, that's twenty-seven to three. Like we are, we're putting it on them. The game is over.
0: I agree. I, I think go, like so often, the negative outcome, and in this case, they got the negative outcome right, dissuades people in retrospect from going for it. See if you would have just taken the safer route. I mean, yeah, if you kick the field goal, like it's not guaranteed, even though it's like a chip shot, but still not guaranteed. And to me, I like being aggressive. But me you too. know what? Even They're if you're – it, it, sometimes it's not going to work out. Yeah. Here is Patrick Mahomes on the play at the end of the half.
3: We had just ran a play. Uh, it took four seconds to play before um, where I burned it. So I knew that the time um, was low, obviously. I knew we needed to get points. Uh, we called a play that we were trying to get someone over the middle quick. Um, and then I was probably, I was supposed to throw the ball away. Uh, I got greedy. I got a little greedy there and try to give it to Tyreek and get a touchdown. They had two people out there, um, so uh, definitely. I mean, in the long run of things, uh, it looks bad. But uh, if we had another chance, I would have went for another play again.
2: See, I just want to say this. I know a lot of people today are going to be talking about the fact that Kansas City gave this game away, right? But damn, let's give Cincinnati some damn credit here. Their defense stopped them before the half, right? And I saw Lewis Reddick. Tweet this at the end of the game, and I was laughing because it was such an old man, get off my lawn type of statement. Imagine going into overtime and the roar you hear from the crowd that the Kansas City Chiefs won the coin toss and what did Cincy do? They went out and they got a stop. They got stop after stop after stop. Their defense won that game. Then they came down and they answered. And that's all everybody was saying, talking about all oh, the OT playoff rules. They, they, these things stink, you know. The coin toss and doesn't get go get a stop. They that's played what Cincinnati grown man did. defense yes, that Cincinnati
0: team, and I said it going into the game, and even toward the end of the season, the numbers look bad for the Cincinnati defense. But if you were watching them, they have a sneaky good defense. And boy, I was sneaky good in the second half of that game. The Super Bowl is set. Joe Burrow just cemented himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, how many dudes you want over this guy? Mm. It's his second season. First full season as a starter. He got hurt last year. But the other quarterback in the Super Bowl might be cementing something else with this playoff run. That's coming up. KJM ESPN Radio ESPN2.
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. When you
1: think about this team, the makeup of, right? They've got guys with no egos. They just want to win football games. And that's a testament to really Sean McVeigh and Les Snead putting things together. They pushed all their chips to the tape. We've seen in professional sports, dream teams put together and never cash in. Well, it looks like they're going to cash in.
0: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Yep, the Super Bowl is set. <laughs> the Rams are second year in a row. You got a team hosting the Super Bowl, and it just worked out that way. And Yates we that
2: Snoop Dogg. We got Snoop Dogg. We
0: got Dre. We got Mary J. Halftime. Yep. Okay, okay. So Matt Stafford, were you are among the many who pointed out they've like <laughs> you got to get to the Super Bowl. You gave a and 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 I was saying earlier in the season, and Jay, I think you were also with me. As long as he wins a Super Bowl while he's in L.A. Mission accomplished. <clears throat> but, Key, your point seemed to be see, now is the time because you don't have any draft picks forever, right? You co- now is your best shot. you got to win now. He is in the Super Bowl because largely of his own play when they needed it most. Here is Matt Stafford on getting there.
1: Long time coming. You know, you know. Um, spent a lot of spent a lot of years in this league, and and I've loved every minute of it. I, um, you know, I feel blessed to be able to play in this league for as long as I have. Um, but I sure am happy for this opportunity for not only myself, but really so many guys in that locker room that deserve this too. So, then um, that's what it is. It's an opportunity, you know, to go out there and win another one. Yeah, it, it is. It it is an opportunity for him. You know, when you when you talk about Matthew Stafford, though, it's not about. This is not about Matthew Stafford. He took care of his business. He cashed his check already by winning a playoff game. Then he got an extra bonus by winning a second playoff mm. game. Then he got an extra bonus even more by winning the third playoff game and getting them to the Super Bowl. It was never about him getting to the Super Bowl because, quite frankly, in Detroit, he was great. Nobody. The problem wasn't him. Detroit fans are cheering for him because he was always the positive guy doing the right things. He didn't ask to be removed from Detroit. This is on Sean McVay. The, the heat is on McVay mm-hmm. and Les Snead to win the Super Bowl. They got to the same spot in 2018 with Jared Goff. So this is all about Sean McVay and Les Snead. Matthew Stafford is good now. He's, he won his super, he won his playoffs.
0: He's I, fine. He's good. That's total, Jay, mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree with Key. To start these playoffs, most pressure in the NFL Agreed. on Matt Stafford. Can't lose a playoff Agreed. game. Then he retires Tom Brady, it looks like. Pretty good. Now he now he's in the Super Bowl, right? But I'm with Key. He's done what he was supposed to do. If it doesn't work now, it's not on him. It's on the guys who gave up every single thing because getting there wasn't enough. You have to win. No, I mean you're
2: playing at home for the Super Bowl. Shouldn't you get it done more than anything? I mean, how many times does a scenario work out for you perfectly to play the Super Bowl in your own damn stadium? Mm. So I, I think there is pressure on Matthew Stafford to complete the deal. And and let's also think about. I mean, look. It always happens this way when you win championships or you're on your path to win a championship. I may butcher his name, but that interception he almost threw to tart like in the fourth quarter, Key, like you can
1: make a case. He can't catch to make that case. <laughs> you,
2: <laughs> I hear you, man. You can make that case. that, that The game should have been over for the 49ers. They Brady, make that interception
0: now. Tom Brady ended the AFC championship against the Chiefs by throwing an interception, got the ball back as a pre-snap penalty. Eli Manning in the Super Bowl threw a it. pass to the Patriots fair, secondary. Fair. Hit a hit. Uh, who was it? Was someone really good? It was uh, uh, hit him in the chest. Dropped it basically before he went. It was Asante Samuel, wasn't it? But key, I, I, I
1: don't thought, remember. It key, so long I, I thought about
2: you yesterday because you talked about last week on our show when those lights are on. And that ball's hanging up there, and you got to make that catch. He
1: can't catch, though. That's why he played defensive back. It's simple, Jay. Ain't no lights. Ain't no nothing. He can't catch. It was right in his hands. Damn, he threw it right to him. Can't catch a cold in Alaska on a
0: rainy day. But, Key, you know, sometimes, like, I think about the move that they made, and I think about it in this context. Like, just because – one guy didn't win the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean he can't win the Super Bowl. It means he missed the pass in that situation, right? But they did evaluation of Jimmy G and thought he's good. He's good, but we don't know if our chances are great to even get back with him. We need to get something better. The Rams had gotten there with Goff. Yeah. Okay. He he, he can get us there. We need something more because maybe next time he doesn't get us there, right? Like we need to. And sure enough, the Rams go all in for Stafford. He gets them there. Yeah. And Garoppolo, not quite. Right? Like that's it shows you why you upgraded
1: quarterback. Well, when you when you look at the two teams and the two quarterbacks, the reason the Rams are going to the Super Bowl is because of Matthew Stafford. The reason that San Francisco is going home is because of Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. in this situation. He was good for the first three quarters. He was playing great. And all of a sudden he pulled over at the liquor store. And got a drink and got back into the bus and started driving it late in the fourth quarter and didn't drive very well. And then he did us a favor by giving us some content when he started to scramble away from Aaron Donald, got spooked, saw Von Miller, and then decided to pull a Kyler Murray in the same stadium a couple weeks ago that Kyler Murray did the same damn thing, backed up in his own end. And he also did the Carson Wentz. So. That's why they drafted Trey Lance, is because they realized, uh oh, this guy can't take us where we wanted to go. And now we need to figure out how to get somebody that will do that. Trey Lance is young, and now they need to do some things around the San Francisco 49ers to get Trey Lance ready to go, which is number one, get him going at the quarterback spot. Number two, find some other weapons. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I- good piece for them, not a top end number one guy. And number two, Debo Samuel, good guy, good all-around Swiss Army knife, but they need a bona fide alpha dog at the wide receiver position for them to advance into the next round, which is Super Bowl contention for them moving forward. Jay,
0: I hear Key loud and clear. The only thing I would say is, to me, it's like probabilities. It's not that Jimmy G can't do it, it's that... He's less likely than another guy, and and with enough with enough repetition, Whoa. you see. Uh, uh, no, we need a little more. And Stafford is more likely than you're. You're just trying to stack the deck in your favor. Well, I mean, I, one of the reasons why Jimmy G was good
2: in the first three quarters because he barely got pressured, right? When you actually look at the numbers and you give credit to Raheem Morris, the DC for the Rams, and also Von Miller and Aaron Donald, you know, in the, in the fourth quarter, first three quarters, man, like the Rams managed four pressures on 22 dropbacks. That's what he did, right? Fourth quarter, Jimmy G under pressure on 7-9, nine fourth quarter dropbacks, right? He went 2-7, of seven, one interception. So the pressure was ramped up. And you see Aaron Donald getting the defense pumped up for that fourth quarter. So all the talk that we have about Jimmy G, you have to give a lot of credit to that defense. And that's why they came together as well.
0: You know, you think about the noise at Arrowhead. and I, Listen, I knew a couple of things about the AFC game. Bengals would fall down early. And Joe Burrow would bring him back. I didn't know if they'd bring him all the way back, but I knew it would be a one-score game at the end of the game. Like, that I knew. Burrow wasn't going out like the punk. That wasn't going to happen. But here's the thing about the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald in the middle. Like, that dude, you know, man. if you put Aaron Donald, if you put him on the Chiefs, Chiefs win the
1: game. He's just, there's, how, what do you Keith, what do you do about Aaron Donald? Well, I mean, look, Chris Jones had ample opportunity Multiple times to get Joe Burrow down on the ground, but Joe Burrow obviously never set in any panic. He, on one play, tried to sack him twice and he wound up picking up the first down. I think when you Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's going to be double-teamed. Therefore, it will allow <laughs> Floyd to get free. It will allow Von Miller to get free. When you stack those guys up on one side, you've got to now decide when they go E.T. stunts and they start to the twist with the tackle in the end, deciding that they're going to kind of twist. Now they're running games on the offensive line. Now you look up as an offensive line and try to figure out how do we slide to protection? How do we protect Joe Burrow, somebody that was knocked down 13 times by the Tennessee Titans? In sack nine, I'm not worried about Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald does so many different things for the Rams front that it allows other people to make sure that they get theirs. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm afraid for Joe Burrow and that O-line with those dudes.
0: Yeah, you don't have to worry about Joe, Joe Burrow. <laughs> no, fine. I, 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 hear, <laughs> I hear
2: what you're saying, but I'm just saying, like seeing the way their O-line plays sometimes and understand how the defense is for the Rams, that's going to be interesting. This dude,
1: this dude dropped. I'm looking at a highlight, man. This dude dropped this ball. I could uh, how, how do you drop that? No, the receiver from the Rams. Oh, oh, he, dro- he dropped the touchdown that Stafford put in the bread basket. I mean, listen, they dropped Mahomes,
0: too. The, the bottom line is great defensive play. Mahomes put the ball in Tyreek Kill's hands with the game on the line. He did. He put it in his hands. Key tells you how much blame, nevertheless, Patrick Mahomes deserves. Plus, I'll tell you
5: why I took Tom Brady's
0: retirement personal.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?
0: Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get the $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. We start with the Chiefs losing in the AFC Championship game for the second time in four years. KC had two Super Bowl appearances between those two losses, but this one will likely hurt for a while, as in forever. The Chiefs led 21-3 and had an 11-point lead at the half after failing to get points at the end of the half. The Chiefs were a different offense after halftime held to just three points the rest of the game. Here is Patrick Mahomes on what the biggest difference was in the second half.
3: They just had a spy on me for the, for the most part, and I've usually done a great, great job of getting around that guy, but they, did, they had a good game plan. Um, they were at do, doing this, a lot of similar stuff in the first half. We were, we were just executing at a higher level, um, and they stayed with it. Uh, they fought. I mean, that's, that's a good football team, but it takes a lot of, uh, of fight to stay in a game whenever you're down like that. Um, but, I, I mean, i got to be better. I mean, when you're up 21-3 to three at one point in a game, you can't lose it. And I, I mean, I put that on myself.
0: No lies detected, as the kids say. Are they still kids who say that? Key? How much blame does Patrick Mahomes get for trying to do too much on Sunday?
1: Well, I think he gets a lot of the blame. He did try to do too much. If you look at the first half of the football game, what he was doing was working perfectly when he made big time plays by using his legs, taking the five, to six, to seven yards. Then all of a sudden in the second half, he decided against that for whatever reason, he decided he wanted to scramble around to make plays with his legs instead of doing the things he did in the first half, which is, get out on the perimeter, pick up yards with his legs, gain yardage with his legs, get out of bounds, understand where the yard markers are at. He just didn't do it the second half, and it cost his football team.
2: Yeah, I hear that all for Patrick Mahomes, but you got to give the defense a lot of credit here, guys. I mean, they, they kept him in the pocket. They didn't allow him to get to the outside, and they made things difficult for him. They gave him different looks. I mean, that's what you want to do defensively, right? Like, you don't send the pressure, and they, stick, they stuck with that until, throughout most of the game. I just gave him
0: different coverages in the backfield. It was incredible. I, I, I love what Patrick Mahomes said. He was, he was honestly accountable. He told you where he thought, no, I would have done that again. He also told you where he screwed up, and I agreed with him across the board. One thing I'll say, Joe Burrow, I know you say you could, this has sound however you want it to sound. That's fine with me. When a dude like that is on the other sideline, I, I believe it puts pressure on the other team to do a little bit more, to be a little too fine with it, to try to be perfect, to try to go for the big play, because you know you're going to have to, you know, like that dude is, if blood is pumping, that dude is going to be going at you. In the NFC Championship game, the Rams beat the 49ers in a game that was sealed with a Jimmy Garoppolo interception with just over a minute left. Jimmy G finished 16 for 30, 232 yards, two TDs, and the fateful interception. Here is Jimmy G on how it ended.
3: It's one of those things you got to be you know, glad it happened, just you know, smile from it and think about the good things. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in these next couple days, weeks, whatever, but you know, I love this team. Just the, the fight and the battle in this team throughout the entire year has been really impressive, and I love those guys.
0: What's the future of the 49ers and Jimmy G, Key?
3: What
1: the hell is he glad what happened? I'm so confused.
2: Yeah, I'm so confused by that too, Key. Yeah, I'm I, with I, you.
1: I don't know if that I don't know Jimmy G might have been answering a different question the whole we, season, Key. He's like, you
0: know, like just the fact that they got there, it came down to the final play basically. You know, like it they went
1: on a long ride. Yeah, you asked me the future. The future is finding another team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run it back with Jimmy G. His opportunity Running it back is over with now. Uh, he'll be on another team wearing a different uniform next year. Trey Lance will be the starter, and that's okay. He did what he can do, what you expected for him to do for the first three quarters of the game. And then when time set in, you certainly can see the difference in the quarterbacking from Matthew Stafford and Jimmy G. One guy led his team to a Super Bowl. Another guy led his team back to the airport to go to San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, here's my
2: thing. The, that interception that he threw... At the end of the game, why why do that? Why key? Why try to do a shuffle pass? Even though it's, I know it's third and thirteen, you're trying to find any way to stay alive. But just keep the ball for one more down. Like you still had a minute plus on the clock. Like I, why try to force it in that? It, it, 99's it felt like a very, coming at you. You panic. Felt, I hear you, but it felt like a very Jimmy G thing to do. Right. What about and that's the, the difference between look, a Super Bowl team, m- and Max
1: and Jay. The thing is, Jimmy G's not there. The future of the San Francisco 49ers is certainly upgrading with Trey Lance, but getting the wide receiver position together and getting it right. The one thing that they got to understand is Brandon Ayuk is a 2-3 receiver at best. Debo Samuels is a Swiss Army knife, so they've got to find out. They won't be able to get a Devontae Adams. Okay, so what's the next best guy out there that can upgrade at that position to take them over the top, because Kittles will just—he will not be enough for them. You
0: know what I would do if I was the Niners? Bring Jimmy G right back, and I will tell you why. I don't think Trey Lance is ready. From Not from what I've seen or heard. Is Trey Lance ready? And Jimmy G just got within a play, basically, of the Super Bowl. After going to a Super Bowl last time he was healthy— Give Trey Lance another year. Run it back with Jimmy G. You might mess around and go on another run. He got farther than Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean, like, eh, get into the yeah, NFC Championship. game ain't no cupcake.
1: Yeah, you, you can't run it back with Jimmy G because, again, the guy on the other side that you just lost to got his team to the Super Bowl because he made the plays no doubt. when they counted the most. Ele- yeah. That is why they went out and tried to upgrade the position. Got, you got 11 because first. you need a quarterback <laughs> that can certainly – get you there by doing the things that the guy on the other side did, which is Matthew Stafford, and that's not where Jimmy G is in his career right now. No doubt. If you have
0: 11 first-round picks to trade, you can upgrade. Prior to the championship games, the big news in the NFL came from Las Vegas, the Raiders are expected to hire Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their next head coach. McDaniels interviewed for the job on Saturday. Is still finalizing a contract, sources told Adam Schefter. But all signs point to him going back to the AFC West. McDaniels was the Broncos head coach for two seasons in his first head coaching stint. Here is ESPN Raiders reporter Paul Gutierrez on the move.
5: Raiders players and employees seemed initially stunned at reports that the silver and black was going to go the Patriot way with a package deal of general manager Dave Ziegler and coach Josh McDaniels, especially given how late in the hiring game McDaniels was to the table and how much owner Mark Davis valued Raider ties in his previous hires. Neither have a link to Las Vegas, but plenty of buzz and questions. Primarily, what does it all mean for the franchise quarterback? Keep in mind, Carr is entering the final year of his contract.
1: It all depends on how Josh McDaniels approaches the offense and the situation. Is he approaching it as Tom Brady, middle of Tom Brady's career with Derek Carr where he can get him to do some of those things, or is he approaching it as if he has a rookie quarterback because it's his first year as a head coach? Is Carr good enough for them to drive the bus and not run into a wall, or is it simply – I can win the Super Bowl with this guy. I'm going to win it with Derek Carr because I'm going to allow him to do the things that I had a middle-aged Tom Brady do when I was his offensive coordinator. That is something. But they, too, have to upgrade the wide receiver position. Zay Jones is a free agent. uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson is a free agent. They have uh, maybe one or two guys on that roster that you feel good about where you say they can move down the line with, but they certainly got to address the receiver position as well.
0: And then... Speak of the devil. There's the news that dominated the weekend: key seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady expected to retire. Sources told ESPN's Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter that when Brady left the field following the Bucks' loss to the Rams last week, he knew it was likely his final act as a football player. Don Yee, Brady's agent, however, deferred any comment on the quarterback's future. He or he said, hey, "Look, Brady will comment on that." I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future, Yee said in a statement. Without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported, Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business (laughs) and planning calendar as well as anybody, so that should be soon. Here is Brady himself from last week's Let's Go podcast on this season. I would say I'm proud and satisfied of everything we accomplished this year. So I know when I give it my all, that's something to be proud of. I don't leave anything
6: half-assed. You know? I think I leave it with everything that I have. You know, I'll know when the time is right, and there's no rush to make a decision. You know, We'll just see.
0: Yeah, It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Key, first it was the news he was walking away, and then it turns out, oh, wait a minute, if he claims he's retired now instead of like in two days, he loses like $15 million, mm-hmm. so his agent very pointedly said only He can say for sure he understands the business and the timetable, right?
1: I mean, uh, it looks like he's done. Well, I'm listening to his BFF and Jeff Darlington and his other BFF and Adam Shefty. If they say that he is going to retire, then he's going to retire. They didn't say he was retiring today or yesterday. They said he's going to retire. I think a lot of people are missing that with Adam and Jeff. They didn't say it right now. He's retiring tomorrow, news conference. They're just letting us know that he's lining everything up to walk away from the game.
0: Well, as you recall, I said uh, why I took it personal. And, you know, man in the arena, he's talking about a lot of me in there talking, oh, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. He has uh, gone at me on Instagram showing a cliff in the past, Tom Brady. And I really do think that Brady, like a lot of great athletes, are not only motivated internally, but are motivated by critics saying they can't do it, and he just avoided the cliff because everyone in the universe, including me, is going to say now, next year, how would Brady play? Great. He'd play like at MVP level. Mm -hmm. I just saw him play at an MVP level, and now that there's not a single person left on earth doubting him, he's got nothing more to prove. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance, and for more Straight Talk, he doesn't know any other way. With Rex Ryan, giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Did I mention that? What do you make of Brady retiring right now, Coach? Well, I, I think it's great. Uh, I mean, for him, he's he's
6: healthy. Um, he's, I mean, he is going out on top. I mean, let's face it, even his last game, guys, he took a, a team from a 24-point deficit... Brought him all the way back. When his fault they couldn't play defense, like, like so. To me, this guy, he's going out on top. <laughs> he, he led the NFL in touchdown passes, completions, you know, yards. I think the guys, the guys, he 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 did it all. And you know what, Max, it wasn't just you that disrespected this guy or whatever. If he looks at it that way, the entire NFL did. When you made him the 199th pick, the entire <laughs> league missed on Tom Brady, and he kept that chip on his shoulder and. And look, I, I truly don't believe he enjoyed kicking anybody's ass more than he did mine. All right, maybe yours, Max, if you w- would have been in that arena with him. Uh, but he certainly kicked my ass, and he enjoyed doing it. But to me, I'll always say this: like this, like I love the, I love this, you know, the competitor in Tom Brady. I, I love, the, you know, the, that, that, the grit, the, you know, the work ethic, the leadership, everything I love about this guy. But I also hate it. And when he went, I hated the fact I never got to, to coach on, on a team that had Tom Brady. And, uh-huh. and that's, that's, that's part of it. My brother did. He won two Super Bowl rings. He got more <laughs> Super Bowl rings than I got. And, and, you know, I had that little competition thing with my brother. He's got two damn rings because of Tom Brady. Wrong and, era
0: for you, Coach. You can't, you can't beat a great quarterback nowadays. Head, <laughs> how do, you how do it?
6: this? Head coach for eight years against Tom Brady, I had to face him twice a year. Like how stupid was that? I should have gone somewhere else. like was there a
2: moment was there a moment coaching against him that you that just kind of stands out no. more so than anything else?
6: Yeah. They, you, I remember just having an unbelievable plan against him, which very rarely happens, but no, I had a good plan on him. And I I mean, we had five possessions in the second half and we couldn't get a field goal. You know, five possessions, couldn't get a dang field goal. And I'm sitting back over there thinking, like, damn, I this is as good as, as good as I can give you. And, and one thing, look, I, I can't do a whole lot in, in this world, whatever, but I could coach damn defense. And I had a hell of a plan on him and all that stuff, and I still got beat by him. And at the end of the day, I still got beat by him. And it just would drive you crazy, but that's this guy. And here's the thing about the amazing player. The amazing player elevates the play of his teammates, and nobody did that more, in my opinion, than Tom Brady mm.
1: Yeah, Rex, I, I, you know, my phone wouldn't stop texting and ringing yesterday because everybody kept saying, well, now I'm hearing that Tom Brady's stepping down and retiring. I'm also hearing that Rex Ryan finally wants to come back to coach that, that Tom Brady is no longer, you know, around the National Football League. So whatever stop or wherever he goes to coach, he won't have to run into Brady, that's for sure.
6: Yeah, no kidding, man. Maybe in a re- old old man's retirement game or something, maybe I could get him in a – in a flag football game or something, but yeah, it's, it is amazing, you know, and, and you go back, I was four and 12 against this guy. Wow. Like four and 12. Like that's, that's really getting your ass kicked. You know what I mean? But Actually, that's probably better than
0: most. <laughs> you should walk around. Hey, hey, <laughs> I four was four. 12. And, I won one third of the game. I won quarter of the games <laughs> yeah, I played against this
6: yeah, guy. I wish it was one third. Yeah, it's max. One quarter. But, yeah. yeah. One quarter. But yeah, no, it, it, it's funny. And, and you go back and look, well, what was your overall record be if, if he didn't have to face Tom Brady, actually looks pretty good, you
1: know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Rex, starting, with, went, starting to uh,
2: wonder uh, about those math classes at Columbia, but it's okay. We'll move I'll, on. Uh, going four out of 12. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: How surprised were you that the Bengals were able to come back yesterday, down 21-10? I felt like they should have been down twenty-four ten going into the half oh. with Kansas City getting the ball coming out of the second half, but they mustered up, came back, won in overtime. Yeah, no,
6: absolutely, and, and and really, I thought the whole game certainly momentum flipped on on that play in the end zone where, where they don't get the ball in the end zone or at least get the three points, and it flipped. And that's here. Here's the thing about analytics and all that type of stuff; they don't factor in momentum, and momentum. Mm. And Jay, all, all all of us who have ever played sports knows what momentum can do for you, and all of a sudden it turned on that one play. It, it flipped. And here's what I saw. I saw a Patrick Mahomes, which I've never seen before, he lost confidence in, in, in the second half with standing in the pocket, throwing the ball on time and rhythm. And sometimes momentum is a crazy thing.
0: But, coach, but it certainly flipped. Coach, let me back you up there for a second because I like what you said to begin with. You said when they didn't, when they didn't get those points or at least kick the three points, right? right? But yeah. if they do hit right there – it's a backbreaker. It's a it's back take
5: breaker. A three, I, man. I get it, but
0: if you get the three, you're up two touchdowns.
6: Yes. And you, you carry in the locker room with your momentum. Yes. You just drove the link to the field. You kick a field goal. Let's go. But for you to come out with a donut is to I want to really follow huge. up one more time.
0: One more time. Take one more
6: follow the up with three
1: Coach. three for the 9,000th time,
6: Max.
0: I, well, I, I disagree, is but it, let, me, let me follow one, one more time with Coach. You compare Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. Absolutely. I understand why, because when that dude's on the other sideline, the game's never over. No. Even if you get the 14 points, are you telling me it doesn't come down to the last possession in that game with Joe Burrow?
6: Well, I hope I can actually play defense. And the other thing is, I want my offense to still play with confidence. What I saw, as soon as they, they never hit that play, I saw a team that all of a sudden lacked confidence. And here's the other thing. I think their coach has flinched. And, look, I think Andy Reid's one of the best of all time. Obviously, he is. But they stopped running the football. When you have a quarterback totally struggling like that, and you know what? For Andy Reid, he's not used to it because his quarterback's never struggle. Mine used to. And so what I would do is start running the football more. You've got to take it away. And all, they were having success early in the game. Yes. Running, They totally got away yeah. from it. And with a quarterback that was clearly – flustered. And you got to give credit to Cincinnati. They relied on coverage. They had a little pass rush concept that was tremendous. They played with relentless effort and, and, and you got to give them credit. They so, held them to three points in so the second half. Thank again, you. you
2: just create a whole new topic that we'll probably talk about for the whole seven o'clock hour. Because all we've been talking about for the past week is whenever somebody talks about Kansas City and their play calling, people always talk about Andy Reid. But we played sound last week of Andy Reid saying Eric Bieniemy is our guy who calls our plays. Sure. Right. So now that it goes bad, is that more on Eric Bieniemy for the play calling for stuff like that?
1: Uh, well, I think I mean, we, we can't goes, say, hey, when it all right. goes
2: well, we're going to praise Eric Bieniemy." but then when it goes bad, now we don't want to give that towards well, Eric Well, in that, in that well, spot right there, B. though, Rex,
1: in that spot right there on the uh, before the half, mm-hmm. Andy Reid actually called those series a play. Well, I'm talking and, about and, the whole second half, yeah, though, but, the way they played.
6: Uh, here, here's the thing I, I'll, I'll say. That one was on Mahomes, in my opinion, the, the play before half was on Mahomes, and because it's either us or nobody. And you, if it's there, hit it. If not, get rid of it. Now we kick the field goal. Okay. So he handled that situation uh, poorly. How about the second half? I don't half? think it was on it. Now the second half, I just thought it was, it, it was the fact that your quarterback never, like, he never had that that killer mindset, that that mentality. That certainly was on display on the other side. And so to me, you've got to adjust your play calling accordingly. Yes, you have Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks that we have in our game. But at that time, I saw a guy that lacked some confidence, and I'm just surprised they didn't see it the same way. Get him back on track, run the football, take some – stay ahead of the sticks where he doesn't have to – look, he – the bad thing about Patrick is he's so gifted and talented that sometimes he's like, I'll put it on my own shoulders Mm. and I'll play
0: street ball. It wasn't working yesterday.
6: Mm. Not at all.
0: It used to be the perfect Brett Favre – Aaron Rodgers blend and there's been a little extra Favre in Mahomes this year it feels like when maybe he needed to play it a little more conservatively at times. That is the great Rex Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. Sexy Rex, four and twelve lifetime against Tom Brady, making him probably one of the most <laughs> yeah, successful let's... coaches against Tom Brady <laughs> in NFL history. Certainly, you should
6: brag about that. What do you? You should brag
0: about that. Is the Rams' formula something that can work elsewhere? That's the question. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Thanks, coach. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast.